It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. Download at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Hey, Stars fans, it's Jeff Kay, public address announcer for your Dallas Stars, and you're listening to Starcastic Remarks, part of the Hockey Podcast Network. Go Stars! Hey, guys, welcome back to Starcastic Remarks, and alongside my brother Chris to my right, James to my left, my name is Ryan Chambers. We are the official Dallas Stars podcast of THPN. Thank you to DraftKings Sportsbook for being our sponsor of this episode of us and the entire THPN. Uh, Chris's face absolutely says it all for me and for James tonight, I feel like. Dallas Stars lose by a final score of 5-4 to four tonight to the Calgary Flames, who are playing very desperate hockey. Six points out of a playoff spot. But what's frustrating for the Stars is they come back twice from two goal deficits, and they're not able to get anything out of this game tonight. Um, how are you guys doing first off? So personal things first, how are y'all doing? And then what are your initial thoughts about this game just as a broad general thing? I'm doing bad now. But I thought <laughs> it was going good. I thought it was a it was a good game. There was definitely parts of the game where the stars sucked, especially the first period. We were very bad. But I mean this overall the comeback effort two times to be able to come back from that game. I mean it that was a lot of good too. And to, to go through all that and have a chance to win it at the end and come out with nothing is just crazy. It feels like we, you ruined a very good game off of one stupid play. James, what do you think? Yeah, I'm pretty close to what Chris's is, but I mean, it, it it's, it's the flame is playing desperate hockey and getting some bounces. And that, that pretty much summed it up for me. Getting some bounces for sure. Oh my goodness. 
Yeah, that was my biggest thing tonight. There, I have a couple of things. One is going to be very unpopular, I feel like, uh, as an opinion tonight. And then the second one is just very obvious to see. Um, uh, my initial thought coming out of this game is, and I'm just going to come out flat out and say it, Otter was our worst player tonight. He Except on had, the PK. The, but, even, but the thing is, his job is to make the saves when we 100% need it. And it, yes, we didn't get the save when we needed it at the end of the game. When now was that totally his fault that we were at a four-four position? Not completely. But the thing is, is he was not good tonight at all, and especially by his standard for sure. And the other thing is, is he wasn't even average tonight. All we needed was average tonight, and we would have gotten the win. When when your team scores you four goals, you get the win. Yeah. You you absolutely should be getting the win. And the so first person who will tell you that is Otter, too. He'll be the first guy to tell you that. And that's super unpopular. I think that's going to be a lot of people jumping on me for that opinion. But when and it's it's not just the last play of the game. Yeah, uh, he, I mean, he it was all night long, it. man. It was he all looked, night long. And yeah. he didn't look confident at all. Every every shot on net, he was giving up awful rebounds. He wasn't kicking them to the boards like he normally is. It, it He looked very unsure. And... and and the first goal encompasses all of what y'all are both saying. I mean, that should never be a goal. I mean, he just he's just not aware of where the puck is. I mean, that's just not good. So, and, and we can say this, that Otter had a bad game and still acknowledge that he's probably one of the biggest reasons why we've had such a good season. So, Otter is fine. I don't think this is going to be an issue moving forward, but he was unfortunately one of the big reasons that we lost the game. I mean, he's had a, a he few was the bad biggest games. reason why we why we lost this game tonight. He is the biggest reason why we lost I, the game. Tonight. I still think when you you did such a good job in the game of bailing out the goaltender, which you have to do sometimes. Otter deserves to be bailed out more than any other goalie. Agreed. And he's kept 100%. us in some crazy games to give up a breakaway to Tyler Toffoli at the end of the game. Stupid. Pretty, have your fourth bad. line on the ice at the end of the game. Stupid. To have the pairing of Hawk and Paul Lindell on the ice in the last minute of the game. Stupid. All those things are stupid. The I, I want to touch on the second thing I wanted to talk about, and th that thing is, is we didn't see the same compete level that we saw against Colorado, right? Especially the, in the first. They, yeah. And and what this really leads into is the Stars did not win a lot of the 50-50 puck battles tonight. Calgary was having a too easy of a time getting out of their own zone. They were doing a good job for the most part during the duration of the game. But Dallas was not making it hard on them like they did against Colorado. And if that's one of the things that the Stars are good at, it's it's that. They need to they need to take that and run with it. So those two things I think were the biggest things tonight. Otter was not very good tonight. He was probably our worst player tonight. And then second, there's not 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 enough hustle and not winning enough of the 50-50 puck battles. And I, I think a lot of that has to do with just the dire situation that the flames are in right now they they have to win they, they're a team that was first in in the west or second in the west first in their conference last year and they're they're about to miss the playoffs i mean and they're they will and miss the, the playoffs they're not making the playoffs i i, I feel very confident in saying there's that. still a small chance that they could but with the way that they had been playing there was no chance that they were making it. If if they can start scrapping out wins, they at least have the hope, and that's what they're fighting for right now. 
And it's a little bit tougher for the Stars coming off a big emotional win that was Saturday to come around and play a team that is worse than them objectively and to have this and to match that compete level. And I think in the second half of the game, they did a pretty good job of that, especially the third period. I disagree strongly that we lost puck battles in the third period. Third period, we were all over them. Um, But yeah, definitely in the first period, they were all over us the exact same way. So. Um, what other things did y'all want to talk about before I get into some other things? I don't want to take over the episode or anything. Uh, anything specific that y'all noticed about any players or anything that stuck out to you? The defense was not good enough. They were in the slot a lot, at least relative to what the stars normally do. Otter was giving up a lot of rebounds, but we also weren't clearing a lot of rebounds either. So that was not very good. And then real quick, just wanted to mention we really saw the duality of Max Domi tonight. <laughs> I mean, the uh, I think it was the second goal of the game uh, is almost 100% because Max Domi is completely out of position defensively and just gives Zadorov wide open look at the net. And then he comes right back around and then scores. I mean, that's exactly what you're going to get with Max Domi. So I think it's good for Stars fans to see both sides of that in this game tonight. I think the the biggest thing for me is that special teams really feels like it's back. It's it does. it's yeah. been multiple games in a row and there's been three of the last five where we've had a shorthanded and a power play goal in the same game. So it, it really feels like they're, they're at least got a little bit of that, of that back in their game. Now a lot of one-timers going too. So I do want to take a look at a couple of the goals because maybe looking back on some of the goals, you could say that Otter wasn't as bad as I'm saying, but it, it wasn't necessarily the goals that went in. It was a lot of the rebound control that he was doing tonight. He was, I mean, some of the saves that he probably should have made, especially glove grabs, he was not making. But anyways, I'm 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 kind of ragging on him a little bit. But anyways, let me get back to this. The, the first goal by Richie, that was just a, a fluke accident. And... He thought he had it under him, and he didn't. So it's just a little bit of unawareness by him. And it was just a weird rebound also. It, it just kind of plopped right by his skate, and it just so happened that Richie was there. Yeah, and, and he gets to the puck before Ben does, so it breaks it up from getting off of Ben's stick and swiping it out, and it goes to Richie instead. Yeah. Yep. And then uh, I also wanted to mention the, sec the third goal for Calgary, because that was... That one was probably one that I felt Otter should have had as well. I know it was a bouncing puck and everything like that, but it, I, again, he's just got to be more aware of where he is on the ice, and he's got to be able to make those kind of saves because that that should not have gone in, in my own opinion. Yeah, and it was a weird play too, just like the first one. I mean, that's a combination of a lucky bounce for Calgary and not the best play. Or I like what you said, the best awareness by Otter. And then uh, this and my second my second point, what I was talking about, goes back to the second goal that the Stars had. Zadorov had three chances on the same shift yes, to to get a shot yeah. off, and it was the third one that went in. So that that was another thing that they were just not able to do that they were able to do really well against Colorado was get the puck out of their own zone. And the, tonight, what they were missing compared to the game against Colorado is they were not getting that second help from whoever else if it was getting blocked by the opposing team coming out of their own zone so what i'm talking about is like let's just say shooter throws it around the boards or whatever 
and Zadorov is right there to stop it at the point. In the game against Colorado, there was somebody else there to help get the puck out of the zone, and they would be able to do that. In the game tonight, there was a lot of opportunities where the Stars had chances to get it out of their own zone, and because they weren't able to get it out of their own zone, it led to more extended zone time, and in this case, the second goal for Zadorov, three chances to take a shot at the net. Yeah, yeah. and that's yeah. where I come back and kind of blame the defenseman a little bit, and that's been a pattern throughout the season that our defensemen don't make good outlet passes and they don't make it easy on their forwards who come back to help them it's they're tough plays every single time and on this game i i felt like that wasn't as much the defense's fault but there was lots of times where the forwards were trying to break out way too early and the flames were just hard for checking three all night long I think there is going to be an interesting balance that you're going to have to find there too, though, because we want to be able to put up goals like we did tonight too. So, and I, and I thought Otter makes one save tonight out of any of those, then this the, game is still going on right now. That's the thing that I keep going back to as well is like, if we get a, a game that we expect that Otter has, then we don't even just win this game or we don't even just go to overtime. We win this game outright. I mean, if Otter has a good game, we dominate. Now, if Otter has a great game, we win four to one. I mean, that's 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 kind of where I'm at too, Ryan. Even uh, even with the shot advantage for Calgary, Money Puck still has the Stars winning this game the majority of the time, which is pretty crazy. Going back to the forecheck real quick for the Flames, though, I I thought the the best line that dealt with it was was the was Max Domi's line, Max Domi, Sagan, and Marchment. They they would send one up and they would stand on the offensive blue line, and then the other four would get it out of the zone to that person and then break someone into the zone. And I didn't see any other line trying that all night long. They were all just trying to break out of their own zone constantly. They're, so I felt like the second line was really trying to break the opposition's blue line, and everyone else was trying to break past our own blue line. That's fair. Stretching the ice a little more. Yeah. So the, the last couple of games now, Ottinger has let in eight goals in the last two games, which is very un-Ottinger-like. And the, the the thing that's frustrating tonight is, is we make just like one stupid mistake at the end of the game. It was one dumb mistake, and we're not able to take advantage of it. because Or the, the Calgary does take advantage of it, excuse me, is what I meant to say. And I mean, like the last, the whole third period, it was, the ice was tilted in our favor. I I still felt like they could have done a little bit more to dominate that period, but they were dominating the period. Yeah. I mean, the only thing you could do is score. Yeah. (laughs) Even the first goal that the Flames had was was weird out of of play or against the flow of the game. Yeah, luck and a great shot. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I want to talk about this because this is something that before the power play goal, I was a little frustrated about. The Stars power play has been off. Uh, and not off as in like they're bad because it hasn't been bad. It's been better over the last five games or so. But I think Razor put it best when he said they're getting these opportunities to win the game, to tie the game, to use their power play at the right time. And they're not taking advantage of it in these last couple of games. They have a power play at the end of the game. And I mean, perfect timing. I mean, Last couple minutes of the game, you can avoid giving any points to Calgary whatsoever, but they just can't do it. 
They, they can't get that clutch goal, which they were getting at the beginning of the year, at this point in the year. So should we be worried about the power play? Is Razor right in this? Is this something worthy to talk about? What do y'all think? Well, and they've never gotten the clutch power play goal at any point in the season, I don't think. I can think of other times where we had power play goals late in games that we didn't get a power play goal on. And then we, after the power play, we scored five on five. I mean, I think it's, this is more than just a recently we haven't been clutch on the power play. I think for some reason, our power play goals are just not timely. James, what do you think? Is there, is there anything to that or you you just don't really know at this point? I'm not too worried about it mostly because when we are five on five late in games we normally look really good so yeah. it, but, but then this power play it, late in the, this game was terrible that was our worst power play in like the past two weeks it sucked well and it, and it wasn't the only one it, it the the power play is so weird right now because we'll have like a couple like for every one good power play we have whether it be well, let, let me just say it this way, because it popped into my head. We only have good power plays when we score, it seems like. And then otherwise, we just have absolutely terrible, sucky power plays. We don't get any power plays where we gain momentum. Does there's, that make any sense? There's been some that we've gained momentum, I feel like. But th- there hasn't been as much as I would like, and they're just it's just not enough, in my own opinion. I felt like all the power plays that we had tonight were good except for the last one. So I'll, no, I'll kind of disagree with you on that. There, there was that. There was a second one. I, I need to, I need to I find think, it. I but... think there was. I think the first one was pretty bad, but I think that was because they were figuring out how the flames were penalty killing, and once they f- had figured that out, they they looked fine on the. Yeah, but the two run. in the second period, we were rolling. I mean, that's what got us going. Okay, so it, it was the one act. It was the power play actually right before we scored the power play goal from. Uh, Robo, yeah. I so it, it, it was it was Dubé when Dubé pulled down Suter, and uh, one of the things was that there was a really bad pass by Jamie Ben in on the offensive blue line, oh, yeah. and it led to a Calgary yeah. three on one, and thankfully Calgary did nothing with it. And my my point from that power play, I just said there's just not enough urgency from Dallas on the power play, and uh, yeah. they they did they did it great five on five. I thought they looked better five on five at a lot of times than they did on five on four at sometimes. And that shouldn't be the case. You should be like going all out on the power play. And I just, I haven't seen that as, as much in this game. Like I did against Colorado, the Colorado game I thought was great. Uh, when it comes, when it came to the beginning of power plays, the end of power plays, it really sucked, but nonetheless, what anyway, I'm talking, I'll agree with that. I thought there was not enough pressure on the puck on power plays. Like when we get the shot off, it doesn't feel like, Three guys should be rushing to the puck as soon as we shoot it on the power play because we have the extra guy. We can afford that. And it doesn't feel like we're attacking it strong enough in the offensive zone. Hey, guys, it's Ryan here. NBA fans, it's time to bring the hoops action to the palm of your hand with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. This week, new customers can bet $5 and win $200 in free bets instantly. Plus, for a limited time, all new and existing customers can be get a no-sweat same-game parlay every day. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app today, opt in, and place a same-game parlay on any NBA game, and if it doesn't hit, you'll get a free bet back. 
I really want to see the Mavs do really well. So with the recent acquisition of Kyrie Irving to the Mavs, I'm just going to be taking the over every single time on DraftKings Sportsbook on his point totals because, I don't know, I'm just hoping that me betting on that is going to help him inconspicuously get more points. I don't know. I'm just going to be looking at that. Download the app now and sign up with the code THPN. New customers can bet $5 on the NBA and get $200 in free bets instantly. Only at... DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA with the code THPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. Void in Ohio. See show notes for details. Sagan at the end of the game shot the puck in and normally I'd be like all mad and upset like you're on a power play. Don't dump the puck in. But nothing else was working. They just could not get into the offensive zone on that last power play. So I I was just like, hey, why not do it? Credit the Flames for that kill, too, honestly. Yes, you, you can credit the Flames for that. Um, another thing that I didn't really like until the third period is I didn't feel like the Stars were throwing it enough at the net. They were doing a lot of that against Colorado, which I thought was absolutely great. But tonight, I, I didn't feel like they did that enough until they got to the third period. I'll disagree with that too. Uh, they had the more fl- shots in this in this game than the other game. And the Flames are one of the best teams at preventing shots on goal as well. They they have one of the lowest opponent shot attempt or shots on goal in the entire league. So I'll disagree with that. I thought we did pretty good getting shots on net, and I think we shoot a lot normally. So. And the the last thing I'll talk about, and then we can we need to talk about some positive things because there were a lot of positive things to talk about in this game. The, the only thing I did not like also in the third period was obviously Calgary took off, took the foot off the gas pedal. I mean, 100%, they took off their foot off the gas pedal and played prevent defense with like six defensive backs deep, basically. And they, they took advantage of it, but I still felt like when they first started, the Stars weren't really pushing enough. Is that fair? No. No, okay. <laughs> I think the only reason why it kind of felt like that is because they got the the first goal in the third yeah. period, and that was completely against the flow of the game. Yeah, and it, I I thought the first five minutes of the third period were great by the Stars. I thought they were fantastic, and then the Flames got. I think that was the only chance. I, yeah, that the I think Flames that was had. their first first shift, even in the offensive zone. <laughs> yeah, and they scored on it. I so I think that might be why you're a little off on the third period, in my opinion, but. I think the other reason is that we just didn't score. I mean, we had so many chances. We should have scored three or four goals in the third, and we could only get two in. This is interesting. Ardell has an interesting comment over here. Domi to the wing, y'all. His defense is better masked there. Tegan, Sagan, excuse me, Tegan. Sagan is by far a better two-way center. Is that an idea? Lots of people have had that idea, and they have tried the idea. And it works. He is better defensively on the wing, but he also is worse offensively on the wing. So it has been tried before. It might be worth trying again, but I think the offensive upside is is worth and the I, risk. I think the reason why he's so much better offensively in the center position is because because of his speed. He's just he's he's honestly really really fast. And if if he could use that getting back more, that'd be great. But he really knows how to use it offensively. Mm-hmm. And I think the biggest thing why I'm frustrated is because there were so many good things about this game tonight. 
There really were. I mean, look at it. The Stars score on the power play. They score a shorthanded goal. They score uh, from Ben, who gets a incredible, like, timely clutch goal to tie it 4-4 when we really needed one on the power play. And on top of that, uh, Ben scoring that goal on the power play, it was a tipped shot, which is something yeah. that we've been talking about for a while and getting their power play going. Yeah. It so, wasn't a power play goal, but yeah, that was it wasn't? strength. It yeah. was off of an icing call. Oh, maybe but that's what I thought. I we've thought been talking about getting the deflections back anyway. But well, deflections, either way, right? So lots of good stuff. And another thing that I'll kind of this we might say this is an excuse, but Otter has played a lot of games. I think he's played one of the most games of any I goaltender think, in the league. I think, I think only Hullabuck has more. Hullabuck has more. Okay, but yeah, Otter this is probably sense. tired, and the past two games have been rough, and he's. We haven't been able to play our backup as much recently, especially because we don't have He's one. Hurt. Which one is hurt. <laughs> so that's definitely an issue too, I think. And we, we really need to find a way to get Otter a lot more rest before the playoffs come around. So is that something that we kind of wish Nil had gone out and gotten another goalie? No, because, because you don't expect well, that Wedgwood's going to be hurt. And yeah. th there's not been a lot of good goalies on bad teams that have not already been traded for. <laughs> so there, there wasn't really much of a chance that we were going to get one. Yeah. And we had Anton Hudobin. We just couldn't bring him up for cap space. So if we can't bring Anton Hudobin up for cap space. We're not going to trade and get another goalie. He's That's not going to fit. <laughs> it, it's, I, I think that uh, Scott Wedgwood, that, that's kind of over the heads of the Dallas Stars right now in the fact that I mean they, they need they need to get Ottinger some rest I feel like and maybe that's why he played bad tonight he just needed a night of rest and he didn't get it and uh, Wedgwood been... is just not available and Matt Murray we're not going to throw Matt Murray against Calgary I mean we threw him against uh, Chicago right I, I think you're going to have to play Matt Murray more I yeah it's not going to come maybe, back. Maybe that's the maybe that's the answer. Throw Matt Murray in the net against a better team, and uh, expect the Stars to play better defense in front of him because they're not going to hang a rookie out to dry. I guess. Yeah, it, it's I mean, not worth getting your star goalie overly exhausted. I mean, play play the play Matt Murray. I mean, he wasn't terrible. <laughs> he showed that he could play in the NHL the other day. It, we need Otter to be good, and it feels and, like. He's, he's been, right. yeah, he's been off recently too. I mean, the, the Blackhawks come back when Otter was in net for that. He, he was in net for, for the loss against the Canucks too in overtime where we, he let up five and then he let up five today too. All at home, by the way, which is really annoying that he can't play at home, it's but so funny. So it, it's ridiculous. He has, so he has like a 960 on the road. <laughs> yeah. So here's what we figured out. Okay. So. We're going on the road now for the next week and a half or two weeks or whatever it is. So, so six games otter. straight now. Right otter all six games. <laughs> That's what I'm hearing. <laughs> he's he's going to play better on the road regardless, which is really frustrating that we can already say that without the games even happening yet. So looking at the Stars' next stretch of schedule, since we're talking about goaltending, the next six games are all on the road. We got two days off before we play Buffalo on Thursday. But you've got Buffalo, Seattle, Seattle. So back-to-back -back games in Seattle against Seattle. And then you go straight to Vancouver, second game of a back-to-back. -back. You have Edmonton and then Calgary. 
I'm really looking at that Vancouver game and saying, Matt Murray, the net is yours if Wedgwood is not available for that game. Yeah, or a couple of times. I mean, maybe even this first game against uh, Buffalo. I mean, but the, the thing is, is Buffalo is in the exact same position that Calgary is in right now. They're yeah, just out of a playoff spot just because they have games in hand that, and they could be just as desperate as Calgary. And do you really want to put a rookie in that kind of a situation? You don't have a choice, I don't think. I mean, when Otter is obviously off right now and the big thing that we're looking at, he's, he's played the second most games of any goalie in the league. If he needs a rest, give him a rest. I don't care if we're playing Matt Murray. I honestly don't care if Matt Murray gets shelled. I mean, just it would suck, and I wouldn't like it, and it probably would not be great for Murray, but Otter needs something. Something's up with Otter, and I don't think it's he sucks now because that's not true. He's one of the best goalies in the league. I really think it could come down to him getting tired because for an, a normal goalie, the amount of games that he's played – their season, like the regular season is done. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like most goalies would play this amount of games in an entire season. And we've still got a month and a half left. So. So this is an interesting stat from that. I stole from the broadcast tonight, but these two teams are tied for the NHL past 60 minute losses, which wasn't a factor tonight, but what was the, yeah, what was, what was more interesting is that, Calgary is the absolute worst team in one-goal losses. They have more one-goal losses than any other team in the NHL. And then Dallas is third, Mm -hmm. which they add to their total here again tonight, which is even more frustrating because they don't get a point out of it. So is this something to be concerned about? Because I think they have 18 or 19 now. But again, like 13 of those are in overtime. So it's like, is that something we should be concerned about at this point? Yeah, I think it's worth being concerned over just because of the lack of a clutch gene. I mean, this game especially, I mean, that is the, whatever the opposite of clutches, they found it here. So Mm -hmm. also, I don't know if they count like empty netter goals into the equation, but the stars have scored lots of empty net goals to push it past one goal games this season. Yeah. So we don't we don't have a lot of one goal wins because we always we score, score the empty netter. Yeah, which is something we used to be really bad about a couple of years ago. Remember? <laughs> yes. And uh, that was another stat they threw up there. Dallas leads the league in the most wins with three or more goals as a lead. That was really weird how I said that. Yeah, that, that makes sense. You, you make sense? Okay, okay. Everybody understands what I'm saying. Okay, uh, biggest winner, biggest loser tonight. Uh, Chris, you want to start us off with biggest loser? Biggest loser? I'm surprised y'all haven't talked about it. Yanni Hockenpah. I mean, on that last play, he's you, slow. Tyler Toffoli is on your blue line. You should not be skating towards him when the Flames have the puck. Your your butt should be on the red line before it's even close to him. You should be like, oh, there's 10 seconds left, and Tyler Toffoli's on the ice. I'm just going to stand by my goaltender. That's what you should be doing. I don't know what on earth you're doing. And then just to get absolutely blazed like that, you look like a football player out there compared to Tyler Toffoli. So, yeah, terrible play at the very end, which sucks because he had he had a great game. Other than that, he was fantastic, I thought. And one stupid boneheaded play. James? Uh, 
I'm going to give mine to Kiwi. He was knocking off Russ tonight, so it's kind of like not fair to say that. Yeah. But it he was he was very obviously slow on the on the puck tonight. I give him a big pass tonight. He's uh, this is obviously a conditioning game for him. He was he was not up to up to speed or stamina, but there's no other way to get back up other than playing. But that is fair still. I'm going to give mine to uh, Yanni Hockenbaugh tonight, too. And it, it, again, it's not fair because he had one giant mistake at the end of the game, but that one giant mistake in, ends up costing us the game. And I'm not going to give it to Otter because I already ragged on him for like <laughs> five to seven minutes. So it's it's not really fair for me to continue doing that. And because of the other 15 uh, winners that we've robbed him of, he deserves right. to get a there pass on go. the loser. <laughs> exactly. And then that's that's the other reason. It's, I mean, the, the thing that's bad about being a goaltender is when you really suck it up, you get a lot of slack for it. But a lot of the time when you're pretty good or solid, you don't get any credit for that. So that's that's the other thing is that he he doesn't get enough credit for the really for the above average games he plays. Obviously, he gets a lot of credit for the really good games that he plays. We sing his praises on this podcast. But when he's just above average and he's doing really good and he's solid and he's good enough and only allows two goals, he doesn't get enough credit for that. And we don't talk about him enough in those games. Yep. So uh, that's another reason why I, I won't give him my biggest loser. But who's your biggest winner tonight, Christian? Biggest winner, Jamie Ben. The dude is just having an insane year. I mean, the the clutch nature at the end of that game to get that deflection goal—that is Jamie Ben through and through. That is the Stars' captain. That is that was awesome. I was losing my mind. Uh, I, I'm gonna give mine to Ripley Hints. That shorthanded goal was was really to me that was the more t- turning point in the game even more than Domi's that tied it at 2-2. That really that really put the stars back in the driver's seat after taking a bad penalty too. Yeah. After that goal we were for sure going to at least tie it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll give mine to Max Domi tonight because he gets his first goal as a Dallas star. We saw what he could do. Like you said Chris, there's some negative things to his game that we saw. But he did set up a couple of good chances for a lot of his teammates. And with him on that line, they've looked good. So maybe maybe flip Sagan and Domi and maybe try that out and see if Domi can be good on the wing. But the, the problem is, is that Sagan is better at either position than Domi is, right? If that makes any sense, depending on what you look at. Sagan's better, you know, in the center as a two-way center. And then he's also better at the wing than Domi is at the wing. I think we're more confident in him defensively in both of those positions, yes. Right. So maybe it just depends on the situation of the game and and what you need. And if you're holding down a one-goal lead, you throw Sagan in the middle. And if, yeah. I don't know, if, that, if you're down by two goals, idea, you throw opinion. Domi in the middle. Maybe that's like something that. you can look at. I don't think there's any reason to mess with the lines, but... no. Last question for the evening, because we got to ask it again, and it's the second game in a row that we're going to have to ask it again. Harley, is he going to be coming up? Because, I mean, Ardell puts it very well here when he says, Miller Lundquist are suspect from game to game, hot and, hot and cold like my high school girlfriend. <laughs> Give Hanley a game. But here's the problem is that Hanley has looked hot and cold at certain points too. There's games he's done really well in, and then there's games he's come in, and he's looked really kind of rough in so that 
again, this is an opportunity that I really wish Jim Nill had gotten just one more defenseman and not even like a top two defenseman. Yeah, I, but I just, I really mean, hope... what is the solution here, guys? Is it bringing Harley up here? Is it and scratching both Su- uh not Suter, uh, Lundquist and Miller, and then putting Hanley and Harley out there and maybe seeing what those two guys? I can just do hope together? he gets a chance at some point. Yeah, I mean, I mean Harley needs to play before the end of the season. Just a five game stint, even. And if it doesn't work out, fine. At least we know. I just I just want to at least give it a chance. There's one other guy that I would be interested to see because the Stars signed him this year, and we haven't talked a lot about him this year either. And it's uh, the defenseman, Will Butcher. He's He's kind of been a fringe NHL guy. He's definitely more on the offensive side of the puck, so he's a puck-moving defenseman. Maybe maybe we see him. I, I know y'all probably don't know enough about him to to make an opinion on that. But without knowing enough about him, would you be willing to give him a chance, especially after a game like this when our defense wasn't all that great? I'll give anyone a chance right now on the blue line. <laughs> what do you think, James? I'm scared of defensemen that just can't break into the NHL. I mean, bottom bottom six defensemen are are not great normally anyway and if you're not even breaking into the bottom or sorry bottom two bottom pairing defenseman if you're not even breaking into the bottom pair that's that's kind of rough true i just think at this point it's it's fair to take a look at it if that makes any sense I, i think we should take a look at it because our defense has been very suspect all season long and it's cost us some games, like Hakapaz play tonight. So, all right. Uh, anything else, gentlemen? Uh, yeah, that Nick Ritchie hit on Miro Haskin at the end of the game. That was oh, that was crap. that was bull you, crap. Yeah, there is no other reason to do a blindside hit like that from behind than to try and injure the star's best player. That is absolute garbage. James, what'd you think of that on that play? What, what what more do you want me to say on it? Yeah, no, I did I don't it know. perfectly. That's crap. Nick Ritchie's a, a word I'm not going to say. He's a dirty player. Absolutely dirty player. dirty player. Okay. Well, before we wrap it up here tonight, we've got one special little announcement that we want to make. And, gentlemen, we're just going to go ahead and make it now. Um, we th- This is the special announcement that uh, we, I kind of dropped in the last episode. But... We will be doing a live episode at the American Airlines Center on March 25th, the game against the Vancouver Canucks. All three of us will be there. We're not quite sure yet exactly where we're going to do it at. We're kind of hopefully looking at PNC Plaza, but somewhere out there, maybe on the sidewalk, and we'll just do it out there live immediately after the game. So if you see us there at the game, come and say hi. And also, we'll, if you want to come and watch the episode as we talk about the game, hopefully the Stars win because uh, Stars need some revenge after that last game against Vancouver. Uh, we'd love to see you there. So if you uh, want to check us out there, we'd love to see you all. Guys, uh, are you all excited about that? I, I think it's going to be a really cool experience. No, I hate going to Stars games. Sucks. <laughs> this will be my first Stars game of the season, actually. Like, in person. I haven't Me gotten too. to go to one this season. So oh, I've been to many. Oh, shut, shut up, it, James. James. <laughs> yeah. Being in the DFW area. Lucky you. I'm six right, that's hours y'all's away. Fault. That's y'all's fault for moving away. I agree. Yeah, that's true. That's fair. That's fair. 
All right, guys. Uh, please go and check out StarcasticRemarks.com. Thank you to all of y'all who are listening afterwards. Uh, we really appreciate it and all the support you guys show us. Please consider liking, subscribing on the YouTube channel or on Twitch, wherever you're listening. Leave us a five-star review. If you enjoyed listening to us here, whether that be on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all that stuff. And as always, along with Chris and James, my name is Ryan. We will catch you guys on the flip side. Looking forward to that game against the Vancouver Canucks. And we hope you guys have a good, fantastic morning, afternoon, evening, whenever you guys are listening. We'll see you guys again on Thursday.